All right, I got a podcast. It's Speaking with Gravity. I'm Curvin, your host. This is going to be interesting today. On this podcast, we talk about mental health and how everything affects everything. As your host, I need you to know something about me. I'm a son, a brother, a husband, a father, a friend, an uncle who, who happens to be a therapist. You see, when you sit with a therapist, the conversation is different. With every episode, Every episode, the goal is to have a conversation that's going to make you think, make you feel, make you do what's best for you. I'm a therapist, but this isn't therapy. It's a podcast. Swank. Today we got, I got a couple of people with me. It was my first time having several guests. And um, the thought behind this particular episode in general is to talk to the younger generation. I'm going to say younger generation. When I started this podcast, I wanted to have an audience uh, geared somewhat towards a certain community. That community being African American, that community being male as well as the females, but in this particular episode, it's going to be uh, strictly to the African-American male. I want to get their thoughts. I want to get their experiences. I want to see what's going on, as uh, the artist would say, the R&B artist, that I, Marvin Gaye. I almost forgot his name. <laughs> I almost lost my black card <clears throat> on that one. So with me, I have beside me this guy. Uh, I don't know. If you, do you want me to give your your uh, your government name? I don't know. You can't stage name. Name. Give my stage name. You can't give my government. All right. I'll, I'll let you give your stage name. I have a guy beside me who has a stage name. All right. How you doing, world? This is uh, Sammy Splash. You may know me. You may not. I'm a lender. Senior this year. I'm studying mass communication. I'm working at UPS. I'm a freelance writer. I'm an actor. And I'm a comedian. Got a lot going on. Oh, yeah, you know that. I'm a busy man. Okay. Stay like that. <laughs> and next to him is... My name is um, Ricardo Searles, a.k.a. Slick Rick, or Jack of all trades. They call me the myth, the man, the legend. Okay. <laughs> all right. We got some big personalities in the room. <laughs> and also, uh, beside me, is this young man. My name is Robert Kelly Jr. I'm a... Graduating senior at Atlanta University. Graduating like two more weeks. Uh, I'm a videographer. I'm a musician. Uh, what else I do? I'm currently employed at UPS. Um, I got a lot. I do a lot. Uh, yeah, I think that's some that sum it up. And so when uh, you see these guys on the streets, you might see their big personality in Sammy Splash. You might see um, the deep voice of uh, Mr. Searles over here and, and, the, and the muscles. You might see the style over here of the videographer, of Robbie. But behind all of that is some depth, some content, some real thoughts. Um, they have things that they think about the world, how um, they should move in it, how the world receives them. Today we're going to talk about manhood and success. 
What is manhood? What is success? What am I doing to attain that success? And then we got a little kicker in there, fatherhood. How did it influence those thoughts? How did it give me my current perspective? So let's just go back to manhood. What is manhood to y'all? When I looked up the word, the word I had to look the word up because I have my own ideal of it, but the definition of it was maturation, maturity, being a man rather than a child. And for me, though, my own personal thoughts and idea behind manhood is to be a protector, a provider for my family, to lead my family. I don't be, be prior to that. I have a family and I have a wife. I have children. Prior to that, manhood was totally different. <laughs> when I was 23, 22, manhood was mad different for me. I, I don't even know if I want to tell y'all what manhood was for me at that time. So because y'all are that age, you tell me what manhood is to you, Sammy. Uh, manhood to me. I would say manhood to me is being on your own, finding your own way, you know. Just, it's it's your own journey from becoming a young man and growing into an adult. Finding your own way, creating your own path for yourself, basically. That's my definition of manhood. And what do you mean by creating your own path? Uh, you know, like, you find your own way into the world. Like, you finding what you like to do, what you love, what you want to do, what you want to work for, the things that you're willing to go the hardest for. That's what I feel like. That's your path. How, how do you come up with that? that idea of what I want to go for? What do you, where did that come from? That come from whatever you, well, I can say for me, it come from what I love because to me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not passionate about doing things that I really don't see fit to the things that I like. I'm not going to really pursue it. I'm not going to really do it. I'm not going to show too much interest, especially if I don't like it. I already know it's pretty much, it's, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. <laughs> so what, what is manhood to you? I mean, manhood to me is solely on being alpha male. As far as like just your presence and how you act, how you correspond with different things, um, accept the consequences when you um, take upon actions, all that come in like the form of being a man. Because we call yourself a man is not like just solely talking about it or what you do, it's how you present yourself as well. When you say alpha male, that's scary. <laughs> and the reason I say it's scary are as an alpha male, I'm thinking of somebody, and y'all can correct, correct me if I'm wrong. If y'all don't, if y'all agree with me, if y'all agree with him, when you think, when I think of alpha male, I think of somebody who is willing to tear somebody else down in order to get what he want. <laughs> I feel alpha male is more aggressive. Like it's, you know, I ain't trying. I don't care about nobody. It's me against the world. I mean, in some aspects of life, that's how you gotta be. It ain't necessarily yeah. the, the, you know, what I'm saying to break this man down just because it's what I want. But if he in my way, he looking to get the same thing I'm looking to get. So it's all about, like, who got the most heart, who got the most passion to get or pursue that certain thing. I ain't trying to tell you down. you just in the way. Oh, but, <laughs> but if you're in the way, just speaking on that, and, and I didn't mean to go here, but since you're saying it, mm -hmm. is that where we get our uh, what they call black-on-black -black crime, um, violence? If if somebody in the way and you're, you're speaking, you didn't say by any means necessary, mm -hmm. but the attitude behind it is by any means necessary. So if I got to get you out of the way, I got to get you out of the way. But like, like I say, it's all about what we're trying to pursue. If we're coming off them terms, if we're coming on another standpoint, all right, it is what it is. But I'm going on a standpoint of success. This is what I want. This is what I'm trying to get. This is what I'm trying to obtain. 
Now, viewing the way I'm looking at it as viewing the way I'm going to work harder, do what I got to do to okay. obtain it. I ain't looking at it as I'm trying to hurt you. Right. That's not the standpoint yeah. I'm coming from. Okay. I'm coming okay. from another, like a success standpoint. Like, a, this is what I'm trying to get. This is what I'm trying to have for myself. <clears throat> and by any means, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. You so, in saying? order to get to whatever goal you're going to get to, mm-hmm. if you have to work harder or if you have to do some extra stuff, right. you would do it in order to try to get further ahead. Than yeah. the next person, correct. Okay? As opposed to preventing them from doing something, or trying to tear them down, and right. they don't get it. Okay, Robbie, what's manhood to you? First and foremost, uh, being a man, you got to be stable. Um, oh wow! Little yeah. boys, they are like very unstable. Um, then you also have to be able to be uh, a go getter. You got to you got to grind. If you don't, if a man don't uh, don't work, you don't eat. You got to be able to work. Uh, and just to piggyback off what they said, the, I, I I got a different uh, perspective as far as what an alpha male is. You know, <clears throat> like, yeah, I'm going to do what I got to do to, like, you know what I'm saying, get where I got to get. But I feel like a lot of times men don't understand, like, in order to sometimes being an alpha male, you don't have to be so aggressive. Like, you can actually help that, help that person that's in your way to get where you're going and to get where they're going. So it's a, it's a give and take. And I feel like a lot of time, like, as men, older guys, o- older men or people that, like, we look up to, they never tell us about, like, uh, they tell us men don't cry, men don't show emotion. And that kind of go back to that alpha male pers- uh, persona of I'm going to do what I got to do. If that means I got to step on this person's neck to get what I got to get. I feel like a man also got to have, like, a, a small sense of compassion because, like, if you just out here just being, like, you know, a macho man and ain't, ain't willing to accept help. And to be honest, you ain't no man. Cause <laughs> um, it takes a man to build a man. Iron sharper iron. Anybody, as y'all are speaking on manhood and what it is, anybody that y'all know, not name your father, who embodies that, like that you would be willing to speak to. I know there are sometimes where older men don't know how to come at a younger generation and that, and that does that that's that's not just 2020 back in 1995 when I was turning 18 I think I was turning 18 at that time I don't think older men knew how to talk to me at that age mm-hmm. and I certainly have a thought process behind how I address 18 year olds or 20 year olds now I don't want to just you know, beat them over the head or uh, just kind of come at them in, in in the wrong manner. So anybody that y'all can think of that embodies manhood that you would be willing to listen to? I got a few, <clears throat> honestly. Um, and are, are those, like, is it just celebrities or is it people nah, reachable? Okay. It's, it's reachable people. Um, uh, one for me, would, uh, as me, like, kind of being as uh I don't want to say like a religious man, but being heavy in my faith is my pastor back home. Uh, he displays like, to me, an excellent uh, person of what a man is. I ain't just saying this because I'm on your show today, but you know, I, I, I really enjoy sitting down and have one-on-ones with you. Um, my granddad, uh, who else? So it's, it's, it's people out there. Yeah, it's people um, out there. And when you said minister, that I always, I feel like sometimes the ministers are losing uh, their influence, but it's good to hear you say that you still uh, are able to go to your uh, old pastor. And you was gonna say somebody that? Yeah, I know a few people. Um, 
that's <clears throat> like reachable that I can get to. But me, off a, a personal standpoint, I don't think I know uh, a perfect man, like the complete package of what, you know what I'm saying, a man or the, the aspect that they put a man in. I don't think I know a person that's completely like that. But I can pick and choose from different alpha males that I know what I would want to be like and what I'm not. You stuck on that alpha male, like you just you know, ain't, I, I you ain't mean, gonna just put male. You gonna put alpha, alpha in front alpha, of it. I feel like I mean this is this is my perspective. I feel like you like when you get a family, when you get these certain things and everything is tied to your belt. I feel like you have to bring that alpha male out. So is it, it, is it okay like, to be an alpha male as yeah, opposed to like, something else? I mean, like you say, all alpha males don't gotta be aggressive, but as being like that monumental person for your family, you gotta stand up for them. So you are the alpha male, you are daddy or whoever they, they look up to, the provider, the sole provider. So that's why I get alpha male from. So when do you become an alpha male? I feel like it's all about, I mean, life takes its course. You know, so you're going to have your fun, you're going to do your thing, but then, you know, um, when you sit down and be like, what have I accomplished to this point or what I'm trying to do, I feel like it just takes its course. I feel like we can't sit here and be like, oh, you got to be alpha male this time, this time. Like when people be like, um, when they had a baby, I gotta be a man. Because some people don't grow up that fast. But I feel like when they come, they gonna come. <laughs> Herb, you said you look like you. you oh no, I'm just amazed now. You know. <laughs> okay, I thought you were itching to say something. Well, when you say you're gonna have fun, you're gonna have fun. At what place does that fun prevent you from being a man, or will you having fun ever prevent you from being a man? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Too much fun. I'm a man that know about too much fun. <laughs> I can tell you now, yeah, too much fun to cost you sometime. Yeah, it will cost you. And it will hold you back. At the same time, I feel like you, you got to go through that part, too. You really do. Yeah, you, you don't want to get, you know what I'm saying, 30 or 40 years old and then, oh, I ain't had no fun. fun. And now I'm trying to, like, catch back up. Yeah. So I feel like, I ain't going to say you got to make mistakes, but... You gotta oh, you have got that to. little time period. Well. I feel like that. Nah, you you that you you right to. now, this is the perfect time to have time. I'm gonna have fun. You don't got no responsibilities. Like uh, you don't owe nobody nothing. nothing yeah. <laughs> I mean, you bound to make mistakes, but yeah, as long as like you make those age. mistakes and you learn from them. And you can still turn it back around right now. Yeah. We still at age now, we can mess up and still turn it around. But I know there's a couple people that yeah, they should have parted a long time ago instead of waiting yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst time to kind of start now, you know. Once you hit, like, I'm 23 now. Once you, once we are, like, 23, we graduating this semester, next semester, I feel like, okay, now we got to have the ball rolling. You kind of got to know this is what I'm about to be doing for the next two, three years, the next four or five years. And things change. It might not be the next two or three years. It might be the next two or three months, but it's good to at least have something established, at least know, like, hey, I know I'm getting up and I'm doing this tomorrow. I got this guaranteed. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. Like, So even though you're having, even though you're having that fun, what I'm hearing you saying is you still got to have some goals. You got to still have something that you're oh, yeah, working towards that's going to bring you back and yeah. remind you, all right, I can't do but so much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely yeah. with that all the way uh, message. There's a movie. Uh, called I'm Gonna Get You Suck I think it was <laughs> and every so often it would say message and you just dropped a, a, a big jewel just then and a, a lot of men message. a lot of men that I know oh, yeah, cause are, kind of my life <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of men that I know or look up to they didn't really um, take on that stuff until they start having responsibilities so I feel like 
you don't truly know what it is until you start having like, okay, I gotta do this or I gotta do it. Like right now, like you said, we're at the age that well, we can do whatever. It's just us. It, it, I mean, I ain't gonna say you can. I ain't gonna. I, I guess you can do whatever. Be a little too loose term, but I mean, you can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we ain't got nothing like it's holding us down. But when you got them, them kids, when you got this that you have to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that when you become, how you step into a different category of man. You know Responsibilities I mean? definitely change yeah. things. Uh, if if we were doing this, but responsibilities got us here, got you guys here at this time of the hour. I don't know yeah. what y'all would be doing uh, at 12 noon <laughs> on a Saturday if yeah. I hadn't called y'all to come in. But I can't do this at 9 o'clock at night. I can't do this at 10 o'clock at night because I have responsibilities. I have kids and a family at home that I need to be with, you know, kind of into the evening hours. I can't hang out with y'all uh, into the wee hours of the night <laughs> because of those responsibilities. Be in the dog and, house. <laughs> and even even with it being on a Saturday, not only would I be in a doghouse, but not even with it being on a Saturday, uh, a lot of times I'm looking for opportunities to try to make money, to bring more money in, different income in right. all the time because you got so many they the older generation just say so many miles to feed, right? But it's, right yeah. you know not only just feeding them, but I want to be able to support their dreams as well. I want to yeah. be able to invest in them, and so I need to have the means to invest into them. And right. so therefore, my fund is cut out you, from time to time. You know what? Uh, uh, it's funny that you mentioned something like kind of about like uh, finances right there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of men, especially black men around our age, like. Sometimes what we look as to as far as a man, they don't never they tell us to save, 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 but they don't never tell us how to go out there and get it. They tell you to go get it, but they don't never tell you this is what you gotta do to go get it. And half the time I feel like that's why like we we lack in that area. Like when it comes to saving or when it comes to like learning different revenues to make multiple streams of income. Like, how you gonna be an alpha man but you broke? Or you driving a hoop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean I mean, like my granddad, I'm pretty sure y'all granddad is too. Like, they come from that time period where you just you work for 30 years at the same job, or you yeah. work for 35, 40 years at the same job, and you just keep saving money. That's it. Yeah. They ain't really come up with like. I mean, now it's so many, so many ways, and so many avenues that you can go. They ain't really open to that. They just know, okay, you stay at this job, you work at this job until you do the age, and do what you are gonna get. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, uh, the goal has been in the past. Go to school, get you a good education, and then get you a good job. Uh, and nowadays, like you said, there's so many ways to make money. And as you get older, you have to be open to learning more. Uh, I have my father, obviously. I have my grandfather and, and uh, men in the church that I've talked to. But beyond that, I've met people along the way. You know, you, you're in college. You're in the Army. Those people that you meet can be beneficial to you. Right. You know, one thing that they say or they can implement, they can put something into your head that you then can go and do the research on. I never forget somebody, I heard somebody talk about stocks one time. Mm-hmm. And then not only did they talk about stocks, but they said invest into what you know, not necessarily just trying to jump onto the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I went and did the research on stocks. I have a few stocks now. Now I ain't. <laughs> it ain't hitting on that right now with our current climate, but you know, in a few years it's gonna. And they, I have made money off of. I probably shouldn't say too much, but I have made 
And the reason I say I shouldn't say too much, I don't want everybody to know, but I have made a few dollars off of it uh, in the past. But that's even a risk. But just learning, trying, you know, not only do you have to listen, but you have to be willing to try. Right. Yeah. If, if you come up with budgeting, you're not going to get that budget right the first time. Oh, no. You know, you're going to make some mistakes, that, and which is what y'all said earlier. You are going to make some mistakes, and this is the time to make mistakes. Based on what we've been talking about already, uh, we talk about manhood, but next thing you think behind manhood is success. What is success, and what what leads you to success? You know, if I'm thinking success, success for me is, to some degree, where I'm at right now. I've always wanted to have a wife. I've always wanted to have a kids. I've always wanted to have my own business. I have that. Now, I don't have the financial stability that I want to have to go along with that, but I'm basically living out my dreams and I have to remind myself of that on a day to day basis even though I don't have that financial stability this is this is what I wanted to do this is what I said I wanted to do um, as I gotten older what is success to y'all Heard. Let me. All right, let me want to go first I always want you to go first oh, man. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear what you got to say I, you know I pop the play stuff but uh, to me uh, success in my eyes would be you gotta have a good face card for one. Face feel, card. Yeah, face card. I feel like you um well, face card to the people out there in the world that don't know a face card is your is your character. How people know you, how they see you, how the world perceives you. I had it's your face card. No idea yeah. that what that was. Yeah, I your face not. card. Is that yeah. like a that's a new term? Yeah, that, that's a new term. Yeah, your yeah, face card. Yeah, it's been out for a minute. Yeah, it's your face card. I, I, I had never heard. Yeah, your face card. I, I everything. I had never heard of face card. Your face card. Everything. That's more valuable than money. That's something. Yeah, your face card. Take your place. Money can't. Where'd it come from? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, face card is character. Yeah, your face okay. card is your character. That's a part of success. And I would say, uh, financial stability. I feel like financial stability is a part of success because you can't say you're successful if you necessarily don't have nothing, if you don't own anything. Like I, I just can't say, oh, you're successful because you, you. Like, what do you own? What do you have? That's a part of success. And I say, coming from the family I come from, I was called some of my people successful because they own something. They might not have much, but the stuff they do own, it means something. It yeah. holds some value. So yeah. I count that as success. And thirdly, something that I count as success is uh, what you call accolades, accomplishments, the things you done accomplish over time. That amounts to success because these people that have been out here 70 years, they, they done, that, that's done 70 years of nothing. <laughs> 70 <laughs> years of nothing. So <laughs> it's all about what you do in this lifetime from the day you come into the world to the day you leave. That's that's really cold, man. I mean, really it is, but I don't, it's true. I don't even want to add to it. I don't even want to. That's cold. But that, you it's know, true, you, you, you want to. Uh, me, I want to avoid that. I don't yeah, wanna, exactly. I don't want to be my age and not have brought anything to the world. I don't want nobody to be able to say that. Yeah, exactly. What was your idea of success? I mean, success to me is like what's in your own mind. Like I say, success is like I ain't gonna necessarily say you gotta make a certain amount of money, you got to have a, a certain number of things, but if you happy with what you're doing and you're seeing that you're taking care of your responsibilities, I feel in some sense you can say I'm successful for, for yourself, but now in the world, how the world um, view you is different, because everybody, you know what I'm saying, everybody levels of success is different. Like you say, yeah. you know, um, you feel like 
you ain't got the revenue that you want. But, you know what I'm saying, we know you. We know, like, you're not broke. You're not, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying, living on the street. And then you have things, you own things, you you have accomplished stuff in your life, and you're living your dream. Mm-hmm. So you're successful. The other people, they're like, oh, he doing what he love to do. So if you're doing what you love to do, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you're successful at a certain point. You had yeah. anything to add, brother? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's sitting over there. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I ain't successful till I can kick my feet back up and I ain't gotta do nothing. And what I mean nothing is like, um, I ain't gotta worry about financial stability. I ain't gotta go out and go chase a check, a check come to find me because I done did something two years prior to where I'm still making money off of it. Uh, Till I become satisfied in like my place, cause I, one thing I, I think and this might be the biggest thing that uh, is a downfall for me is uh, I can't stand being complacent. The moment I get complacent and satisfied where I'm at as far as my accomplishments, as far as my um, finances, as far as my what I own, uh, I'll be successful. I think one thing we do now in today's time is we oftentimes compare our success level to another person's success. And they'll make us feel like we ain't successful because they got all the glitz glitz and glam, to be honest. And uh, One of the things I often say, I say it because I I saw this phrase, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And when you're always, you can be good, but you looked over here at Bob and Bob doing just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. He got that nicer car, that bigger house. And that'll take the joy that you had and what you accomplished to that point. Yeah. Away. <laughs> you know, we have to be careful. Comparison is good to kind of give you an idea of what I, I might want to do, but it's bad when I do something and it's like, oh man, but yeah. this person did that. You know, and going back to everything affects everything. Just looking at other people could absolutely uh, ruin. Uh, your whole thought process when you mm-hmm. were going good yeah. at first. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about manhood, we talked about success, or we've talked about success to this point. What role does fatherhood play in this? Like, y'all perspective right now, was it completely, entirely shaped by dad? And I know all three of y'all. I don't I don't know I don't know your father's Robert, but I know these other two guys' father. You know my granddaddy? You know my grand? You know my I uncle? Met him. I met your okay, grandfather okay, before, okay. yeah. Uh, and I, of course, I know your uncle, so I know some of the males yeah. in your family, uh, and I definitely know all the males—not all of them, but a good bit of the males yeah. in your family. But it, not males, but just father. <clears throat> how how much influence was your father on the way that you see things right now? Oh, now it's a whole three sixty. At first, I used to think oh, he was just. At first, I used to think he was just hating. I thought I had swag. I thought I had swag. I thought he was hating. But as I as I got older and I went through things and seen things, it's like, oh, he was right. Like it was, he was right the whole time. Like, and now, like I see, I need to listen to him and everything you done said. Now I try to incorporate it in my life. Like save your money, put put money in your four hundred one k. Have a good face card. Don't be out here showing you behind on social media. Don't go out. 
showing out in front of people because people remember people and once people see that one thing about you that's what they remember about you that's what they that's the one thing they're gonna always hold on you like oh he do this he do that and they're gonna always hold it on you don't matter if you go do a million good things like you say that one thing you always do or you known to do that's what they're gonna hold over you it don't matter how good you are how bad you are just that one thing they remember that's the picture they're gonna always paint on you so i always have a good face card uh that's uh that's deep I can't get over the face card. Thing. Don't. <laughs> that now face card, like what y'all used to say back in the day, on uh, your name, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. follow you. Yeah, that's basically what the, face, the same thing. Just don't know how I missed it. But um, <laughs> all right, what, what you what you say? I mean, my dad has had a great influence on me. I mean, as far as like her said right here, he said they say stuff, but when you're so young, you don't really understand what they're saying. Like it's not that you not necessarily understand; you just ain't trying to hear it at that point. Yeah. Then they're trying to beat it in your head, and it's just the more you reject it. Yeah. But as far as, like, like you say, save money, uh, wear rubber, all that good stuff. My dad <laughs> my dad tried to teach me, you know what I'm saying? And I had to you, learn it my own you, way. You would say this in this public format. <laughs> that's what you would. That's, that's the one point that you want to bring out to the whole world. I'm just saying that's, that's, that's one thing that a lot of fathers bring up. Like, make sure you do these things. So you won't either be like me or somebody that I know. You know what I'm saying? They try to be pretty much installing in you young. But when you're young, like we say, you're trying to like do other stuff. You're just moving. you just like going to drop it down. You ain't got time to sit there and just be like, all right, then, all right. You just trying to get him out your face, really. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. What you say, Rob? Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he been all right. Uh, Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, but one thing I can say too, uh, I feel like once you, your father figure really shapes how well you're doing life. It it really shapes on how hard you're gonna hustle, how hard you'll go. Because I know if I didn't see the things my dad's done or the things that he have, I probably wouldn't care as much to have the things that I want or be as successful as I want to be. Cause I didn't, I wouldn't necessarily have them those things to look up to. Like I got a certain uh, aspect of life that I feel like I have to reach or I have a certain lifestyle I want to live so I know I got to go X amount as hard because I seen him go X amount as hard and he's still going hard to this day and he's about to be 60 so I feel like shoot when I get old I don't want to work till I'm 60 but I'm going to work hard enough like him to yeah I can retire before 60 so yeah I feel like yeah the fatherhood it shaped me a lot it shaped your whole life it'll it'll make a man out you you brought up a whole another point when you said you keyed in on what you saw and not just what you heard. Like you, I saw my dad do this. I saw my dad oh, yeah. do that, which then gives you a whole different perspective. You can't fall back. You can't You can't ease up because you saw him do it. Uh, one of the things that you, you y'all have come to find is kids in general, they can hear you, Oh yeah. but they're going to follow what they see. Yeah. If they don't see you do X, Y, and Z, but they hear you say it, they may or may not pick it up. But if they hear you say it and they see you do it, they're more likely to follow through with that particular thing that's being put in, being placed on them. And I also like how y'all say, uh, Marquise, you were saying, you're not trying to hear it, but it can keep getting beat into you. Which, from a parent standpoint, that's good for me to hear because it's like, all right, I can't stop talking. I can't, just because he's not trying to hear it, I can't get to the point where 
I give up because he's not listening at that moment because it's going to come back around. I think, like, I think that's probably, like, one of the biggest moments for, like, a dad to see, like, his, his son especially go back and do something that he said or go back and, like, apply the knowledge that he said. Like, uh, my dad don't say much. My dad don't talk a lot. Um, but I think, like, one of the biggest moments, I think, that, like, stick with me to this day was a conversation that happened, like, the beginning of my senior year. And he was like, you know, I'm proud of you because you took what I said and I didn't think you was listening and I see you applied it. That's, like, probably, like, one of the biggest, the biggest, like, the, I can say I felt some type of success right there because not only did I succeed with what he did after high school, but I took it a step further and he was proud of it. So... Do y'all want to hear stuff like that more often? Yeah. Or are you, are you, are you hearing it? I mean, I ain't gonna say it, it as men. Like you don't want to be like, oh, that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't. ain't is that part of that whole alpha male thing you've been talking about? Then? I mean, <laughs> I ain't gonna say alpha male. This is men in general. You, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it, it feels good to let uh, or hear people that, that helped you along the way be like, I'm proud of what you're doing, and they ain't just did it for, you know what I'm saying, a waste of time, but just because. Because I feel, that, that go back to all, like, don't forget where you come from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It feel good to let people know, like, you didn't just do this for no reason. I'm actually trying to pursue something. I actually have something in mind that I'm trying to obtain. But, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm throwing this in here. The, the focus of this particular episode <clears throat> was to talk about manhood, success, and fatherhood, but I can't let you guys get away without asking y'all about the current current political climate. When we talk, and when I say political climate, I'm talking about George Floyd. I'm talking about Trayvon Martin. I'm talking about Mike Brown. I'm talking about uh, our current seating president um, and how some of the statements he's, he's made. Does that make you feel any type of way now as opposed to 10 years ago when you didn't hear that as much. Yeah. Uh, or when the, not the whole Trayvon Martin, I think well, that, that might have been within those 10 years. Yeah, so that's been ongoing. Yeah. Uh, police brutality has been ongoing. Not saying that it's geared specifically towards you or me, but it's just been there. Yeah. How yeah. does it, is it any different? Does it make you feel any different as a man as opposed to a teenager? Yeah, I, oh, you good. Uh, I mean, as transitioning from like a young guy, I mean, from a, a boy to a man, you definitely got to pay attention to it way more now, especially being a black man. Like, you got a target on your back. Like, I can't go out here and be reckless and not and not and not worry about the consequences. Versus Billy, he can go <laughs> he can go out here and be reckless. And don't have to think twice because his mom, you know, they probably can lower you up real quick. Versus I got to think, man, if I go out here and be reckless, my mom and them probably got to take a loan out on the house, which they not going to do. Uh, uh, I'm probably going to get shot seven times. Is it worth it? So you got, you, you become more aware to it. Like, and it, it becomes more personal. Very personal. Um, hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you you know I feel that on a personal level. I uh, I done been in those situations plenty of times, and I feel like once you when you when you're a teenager, you see it. But I don't think it really bothers you that much because you 
you feel like, oh, it ain't happening in my city. It ain't happening in my backyard. And you laugh and you joke about it like, oh, well, this is what I do. This is what will happen. But as you grow, you start seeing, like, it's happening to people that look just like you. That's doing the same thing as you. It's, they might even be better at life than you. And it's still happening to them. And then you start to notice, like, okay, it's not safe for us. And then you got a president that's showing you he don't care about us. He don't care about you. He don't care. If you're black, white, you only care about if you're rich or not. And like we, we, we get it now, and you see it every day. And I think it's more of the the smartphones showing it now, the social media showing it now. Like they showing how it's happening. Like it's been going on for every day, but now you're seeing it more because of the the videos, the platforms. They just feeding it to us now. Like they just like just like the main topic, and they just keep shoving it to us. Like we know it's been going on, but now they're trying to make it like a hot topic. Like it just started happening. It's been going on for years. But if if it's feel, if y'all feel that way, like how do you deal with that feeling? For me, when I was growing up, and and I felt like that when they we had different issues that might have happened from time to time. Um, I would obviously go talk to my dad. My, <laughs> My dad' first statement was, "Stay in the book," and by book he meant the Bible. Um, keep God first, concentrate on God. That was his mentality. He he wasn't really a, a political person. Um, but then I also had, over time, I've gained a great group of su- su- a support system, a great group right. of friends, yeah. mm-hmm. and we don't all agree on it. Right. I have some friends who are African-American males that don't believe, I ain't, I'm not going to say they don't believe racism don't exist, but they com- compartmentalize racism. They don't see um, its effects and its, its influence as great as I see it. But just having them on my team as my friend gives me a different perspective. It kind of balances things out. It evens things out. And so in the past, over time, what I've done is been able to not only go to my father, but go and speak with my friends about it just to kind of get it off my chest instead of letting it just kind of sit there. And letting mm-hmm. it sit there only going to make you angry, man. It's only going to make you, yes, you'll grind harder. You might become that alpha male, but it's still like, it, it'll it turn into bitterness yeah. if you're not yeah. careful. So how, how do you guys release that? Before we change the world, we must change ourselves. Oh, wow. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you got to start within before you rep Black Lives Matter, before you do all the other stuff. Because yeah. you got to look at yourself in the point of view of, okay, how can I help myself understand but why I can help somebody else? Because the goal is to, you know what I'm saying, help everybody amongst you. Either, I ain't going to say get to a great level of success, but at least help them to the standpoint where, okay, I can take this upon myself and I can go the rest of the way. So as far as that goes, I mean, I feel like with the racism and everything, we're going to deal with it for 400 more years if we don't start to come together as one, as yeah. one body, one heart, one mind. That's just how I feel about it. Because the black people are very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. And any group of people can be very powerful if they have the same goals and they can agree on things. Any, any group, it don't, it don't matter who it is, as long as you can agree and work yeah. together um, to get to that goal. Uh, <clears throat> I might be, I might get some, some faces for this statement right here. But, you uh, sure you want to put that out there now? Yeah, this, this yeah. might go to the world. Yeah, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Because I got, I said it this summer, I was, I'm a part of 
I learned I'm a part of our diversity committee. Mm -hmm. And a question was asked. Yeah, uh, at LU? Mm -hmm. Okay. And a question was asked to me, uh, basically, I'm just paraphrasing. It was like, uh, your experience with predominantly white professors, mm -hmm. how has it affected you Like when it comes to learning on a racial scale? Right. And my response was, uh, I never thought about it because people always treated me like people. And I feel like sometimes at, sometimes as being a black man, we automatically come off over aggressively. And Alpha male. <laughs> and by doing so, people come back at you over aggressively. And um me not being a, a so much like of that aggressor, people have always kind of just kind of like lean to me and just been willing to help me out so i feel like if we as men first check our emotions and actually not learn how to talk and be in touch with our feelings some somewhat then this whole racial aspect as oh i'm a black man so i'm automatically gonna get shot and killed mm -hmm. it, it, it it becomes even it becomes even yeah i i, I can i can feel that um if you get too caught up in it, yeah, you'll focus on that instead of focusing on what we were talking about earlier with our goals, having our goals, um, and doing things to reach that. If we stay focused on what's being done, either to us or to people that look like us, uh, I've been tremendously blessed in my life to have a father and men around me that I've been able to go and talk to and to kind of keep things in its proper perspective. And um, I'm certainly appreciative of that. Thank y'all. Thank y'all, man. Um, this this turns out, didn't know how it was going to turn out. I wanted to to come together with, uh, again, a younger younger crowd, a younger generation. Right. Talk with them about some serious matters. See what's what's on your mind, what's on your heart. See how I can help. See how other people can help. Hopefully, some guys is of my age. You know, y'all just like us. Ultimately, it's just the age difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it's right. twenty years between me and the next person, the next closest person here at this table. But we still have the same, <laughs> very same experience, very similar experiences, just at a later date. You know, the things y'all going through now, I went through twenty years ago. And eventually, y'all gonna get to the point where the things I'm going through now, y'all gonna go through it, and hopefully, you about I can. 50, be. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not about to be fifty. I'm working my way towards fifty, but I'm not quite there yet. But once again, I'm your host, um, Curvin Sarrells. I, I hope um, you guys, uh, maybe I'll be be able to have you back. I always say that to anybody that come out here. Um, maybe I'll be able to have you back on, on, on a different topic. But check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If I said something to make you think. Um, something, a lot of the things that we talked about, manhood, success, fatherhood, that's pressure, man. Right, right. Um, yeah. And that could lead to anxiety. That could also lead you to where, all right, let me just go to therapy to talk this out. Sometimes just talking it out, just hearing yourself say what your goals are mm -hmm. will help you align um, the path the way that you need to align it so that you can really obtain those goals. But if I said something to make anybody that's listening to this podcast think about therapy, seek a professional in your help. If you need help finding somebody, send me a message. I'll try to point you in the right direction. Of course, 
You can uh, always go on to different websites, Psychology Today, Therapy for Black Men, Therapy for um, Black Girls, there's Therapy Den. There's a lot of things out there. Go on the social media. Type in the hashtag. Yeah, Black Men Don't Cheat. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to agree with that. That's a great movement, but I'm not going to say that. That's a whole nother podcast right there. Black right? Men Don't Cheat. No, I'm not right. Okay, it's a different podcast, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's we we got to go deep into it for that. Uh, but if you want to support the the podcast, we got a cash out uh, dollar sign the Gravity Group. Big thank you to my wife. First and foremost, thank you to um, my mom, my dad, my siblings, my my kids, all those who come in contact with me and encourage me and support me from time to time. Thank you to Laverne Cinemas. Robbie Kelly, who's actually in the podcast today. Thank you to Mr. Winston for helping me out with this podcast. And thank you again for taking the time to listen. You could be doing anything in the world, but you chose to listen to me, and I appreciate that. Remember, I'm a therapist, but this ain't therapy. It's a podcast. Yeah. Mm, even when you try to bring me down, everything's gonna be wrong. You see, I'm still here to me, adjust my cry.